They call it the City of Splendors. Jewel of the North. Maybe to some. But to most, it's just another city with all the crud that comes with it. Criminals, gangs, countless crooks looking to take advantage of anyone weaker than them. Yeah, to some, it's the City of Splendors. To everyone else, it's just water deep. Ladies and gentlemen, bards and ghouls, goblins of all ages, welcome to the premiere episode of Deep Trouble, an adventure they wrote podcast. I am Fletch, your host and dungeon master. Before we introduce the adventurers, how about a little bit of backstory to get you started? Deep Trouble is a noir-themed mystery adventure that takes place in the city of Waterdeep. In a prequel session, to be released at a later time, the adventurers formed a private investigation firm in the city, the Waterdeep Detective Agency. As Deep Trouble starts, the crew is waiting for their first big case. So, without further ado, let's meet the Waterdeep Detectives. Hi, I'm Brad. I play Doran, the gnome druid. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons since 2nd edition when I was uh, 14, and uh, I still hate Thacko. I'm Chris Tulak, and I'm playing Gilbert Gilly Goodnight, a lightfoot halfling monk. Gilly's a local to Waterdeep. By day, he's a newsmonger working for his uncle at the Waterdeep Underpress, and at night, he's an amateur bare-knuckle boxer looking to go pro. I work as an event marketer for Wizards of the Coast. I'm also a part-time game designer and adventure designer, having designed over 40 adventures for publication and recently contributing to the design of the upcoming Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. Hi, this is Kat Kruger. I'm playing the Countess, a half-elf cleric of the Trickery Domain. She's come to the City of Splendor in search of excitement. In real life, I'm Chief Wordsmith at Steampunk Unicorn Studio, as well as DM for the actual play podcast, uh, D20 Dames. Hi, I'm Talia. I'm playing Celine, the tiefling bard. She grew up in the circus and escaped into the streets of Waterdeep, making her living as a lounge singer in clubs and bars. I work at Wizards of the Coast in trade marketing and am married to the Dungeon Master. And I'm Jason Burrows. I am a radio producer here in Seattle. I work for Jack FM, and I'm going to be playing Maximilian Murphy, the goblin detective. Goblins are normally evil creatures. However, I'm not. And you will find out why as we adventure, they wrote. Okay, so the last time we played, you guys had established the Waterdeep Detective Agency. And using the reward from your first mission, you had acquired an office space over a warehouse in the Southern Ward. Um, The Southern Ward is uh, the very southeasterly ward of Waterdeep and abuts the Dock District and the Eastern Gate of um, the city. So as, as this game opens, you find yourselves in your office space uh, late at night on the 15th of Leaffall, the autumn month in Faerun. Um, I'd like to tell you that it has been nothing but busy business since you started the agency, but unfortunately, something about it just isn't sitting right with folks, and, and you guys have not been exactly uh, uh, knocking the jobs out of the park. So uh, it's been a while since your last gig. As per usual, you're all kind of just sitting around the office, twiddling your thumbs, 
waiting for some work. Hey. Hey, everyone. Have you seen today's paper? It says uh, that Black Staff Ancestor finds lost research scrolls. Pretty interesting stuff, huh? The Countess, uh, I'm assuming that uh, Gilly has a, a copy. Oh, yeah. I always got one here, Countess. Uh, the Countess is just going to quickly sort of take one from him and toss him a coin and sit down in, in one of the comfortable chairs in the office and, uh, and flip through. Well, comfortable chair might be a bit of a stretch. Oh, uh, there's probably one one that she she purchased. She purchased herself. herself. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so as the rest of you are pretending to be interested in uh, the latest issue of the newspaper, a silhouette fills the frosted glass window of the door. It is the silhouette of a woman illuminated by a lantern in the hallway, uh, and she seems to hesitate just a moment before she knocks on the door and and waits for a response. Uh, I probably shouldn't be the one to open the door. She seems a little <laughs> alarmed at this point. The Countess is certainly not going to get off her feet. She's just going <laughs> to look look over the paper and stare at the door, clear her throat. Gil- Gilly's, Gilly's interested in uh, uh, checking it out, so he's happy to you know get up from the floor that he's sitting on. Um, in order to provide room for other people to sit in chairs. You know, he's pretty low to the ground anyway. And uh, he'll walk up to the door. Uh, do we have a peephole at the door? You do not. It is just the, the frosted glass window with Waterdeep Detective Agency and sort of gold filigree on the glass. Max is going to look around the room and do that whole, like, everybody look busy thing. Gilly will just throw open the door then. So the woman standing on the other side of the door is enormous. Uh, She is statuesque. Um, She's not uh, overly large. She's just a very tall, very muscular woman uh, in an elegant fur coat. Uh, And on second glance, you'll realize that the fur coat is actually a dire wolf pelt. Um, She has bright blonde hair. It, it looks like she is uh, extremely capable in a fight. She's not your average femme fatale. She looks really serious. Gilly uh, cocks an eyebrow at her and says, Hey, look, it's our first client. Why don't you come on in? Of the day. First client <laughs> of uh, the day. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant, Max. Uh, so the woman uh, sort of arches her eyebrow at Gilly and strides very purposefully into the center of the office and kind of surveys the the various detectives uh, throughout. And then her eyes sort of settle on Max and she says, you are the detective? Uh, that's what they tell me. What can we do for you? My name is Odra Dyersbane and I wish to hire you to find the person responsible for the murder of my husband. Murdered husband. Max takes out a pad and starts scribbling furiously, much like I am doing at the Mm -hmm. table. All right. What kind of uh, details can you give us? He was killed outside of the Jade Dancer in the Southern Ward. He was shot with a crossbow by a man in a cloak who was riding a horse. All right. 
Man on horseback in a cloak with a crossbow in the conservatory with a lead pipe. <laughs> the countess says, I think you're you're adding some some flavor there, my dear. Ah, it's a it's a game from my my childhood. Alright, so this Jade Dancer. I'm not very familiar with that. Uh Celine, do you know anything about the Jade Dancer? Celine walks closer. Do I know anything about the Jade Dancer? <laughs> uh yeah, the Jade Dancer is uh one of the most popular clubs kind of fest halls in the southern ward this is uh one of the few clubs that you have not been banned from celine uh for fighting and other raucous behavior it's uh it's very popular and it's also uh, fairly popular with the the upper crust that likes to come into the south ward to slum it um, so y- you'll usually find their sort of like mid-range nobles uh, looking to sort of like show off and head into the, the dangerous part of town. Yeah, Max. It's uh, one of those popular clubs that you see a lot of these fancier noble types in. Uh, they're looking for a little trouble, a little danger. You know, kind of like our countess here. You got to have a little fun in your life. Oh, absolutely, my dear. Um, does the countess uh, has the countess actually been there? Yes, you have. You have been to the Jade Dancer. This is where you started your uh, <laughs> exploration of the seedier side of Waterdeep. The Jade Dancer is a gateway club. <laughs> <laughs> Max looks up from his notepad, and he looks at his new client. Says, uh, "So." Mrs. Dyersbane, uh, what was your husband's name? She seems to hesitate for just a second, and then she says, His name was Grucken Axehaft. Now, you all recognize this name, as Grucken Axehaft was the head of the Luskin crime family in Waterdeep. Oh. Well, that is certainly an interesting name. That I have never heard of, ever. Gilly asks, "Did he? Did he get uh, you know murdered for grucking around where he shouldn't have been?" <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't respond well to your joke. Celine turns Gilly. around and hits Gilly in the back of the head with her oh, tail. Sorry, sorry. All right. Next question. When did this happen? This happened three days ago. Were we your first choice in private investigators? <laughs> uh, she says, obviously, my first choice would have been the city guards. Unfortunately, they did not deem this worthy of their attention. What? Is it because he led a notorious gang of thieves? She, she actually she uh, cocks her head at that, and she says, we may have been known to move certain items from one place to another illicitly but i assure you we haven't stolen anything since we moved the family here to waterdeep would max and his background have worked with the luskin crime family at all no the the luskin crime family is well known in waterdeep for being uh smugglers and fences but 
they they usually they haven't they haven't involved themselves in sort of the darker side of the crime within the city. So that's primarily it: smuggling and, and fencing. Got to stay with that pirate background. So Max is going to ask, "Do you have any leads so far? Anyone? Any enemies?" She chuckles a little bit and says, "My husband." had many enemies, but none that would be so cowardly as to shoot him from the back of a horse that they may affect a speedy escape. Doran steps up. Excuse me, miss. Can you tell me something about the horse? Of course, the druid mm-hmm. would ask about the horse. <laughs> Was it well, a yeah. pretty horse? Um, yes, she can tell you about the horse. Ah. She looks at uh, the druid and says, you'll understand that many of the witnesses were hesitant to give details, such as life in the southern ward. However, I was able to learn that the horse was entirely black from hoof to mane. There was no deviation in color. No uh, flames for mane or tail, right? She shakes her head. She says, I'm sure someone would have mentioned that. Because that would be a nightmare. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) You didn't see it, but I did a rim Uh, shot. (laughs) I feel like we shall roll constitution checks. (laughs) Selena's going to look at Gilly. Gilly, was there anything in the last three days that was strange in the stories that you've been handing out? Well, let's see here. What do I know about what might be, like, what might have happened? Is there any anything that I have seen in the Waterdeep Underpress that might have given us a clue as to the nature of this murder? That is an excellent question, Chris, and I would like you to roll an insight check. An insight check. Excellent. Isn't it also an excellent question from Celine? It is an excellent question from Celine, too. (laughs) Oh, sweet. All right, uh, that's a 23 for Gilly. Crikey! Let's see here, a 23 on Insight for strange goings on. What was the actual, what was the the exact question? I Uh, asked Gilly if he'd seen anything in the last three days that was strange that came out of the press. Any notable stories? Yes. There has been a higher incident of arson in the Southern Ward than is usual to Waterdeep. Hmm. Well, that's some interesting stuff. So I let everybody, you know, know about that too as well. What do I think the connection to the murder is? You don't know, but that is the the one thing in the Southern Ward. So both of these things happened in the Southern Ward that, is, that stands out as notable within the newspaper. Okay. Well, we've got our who... Or what, or where, or when, and or how. So now we just need to know why. Uh, the Countess, at this point, is going to get up from her comfy seat and walk over to Odra and console her. Oh my dear, this must be absolutely dreadful. I can't even imagine. And she wants to try to get a read on on Odra and if she's actually... um withholding any information or if there's anything 
sort yes. of miss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can you can choose. You can roll either an insight check, uh, or you could you could also roll like a persuasion check. So you get to decide. I will do insight. Twenty three. That must be our lucky number tonight. <sighs> you know, f you guys. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make this all secretive and you're like let me look into this your is, soul this is what happens with D&D man yeah, we're guess. here to ruin the DM's best laid plans yeah that's exactly right it's not the players versus the DM it's the players versus all the work the DM has done <laughs> the DM's stamina and sanity um, so you're able to get a really good read on her countess and you are reasonably confident that while she's putting on a pretty brave face, uh, she is gutted by this. And there is something that she is holding back. All right. I think what the Countess is going to do is she's going to offer, oh, please, please, my dear, do sit down in our seat here. Um, and perhaps, perhaps one of my colleagues can make some tea for you. and. Um, you can rest your feet for, for, for just a moment. I, I can't even imagine what you've been through, my dear. Is there anything at all that you think might possibly give us um, uh, a leg up um, on the investigation? Please, everything I can assure you is um, absolute confidentiality here. Uh, so now I want you to roll a persuasion check. <laughs> 23. Yeah, if it's a 23, I quit. <laughs> it's a 14. <laughs> okay. Uh, she, she seems like she's almost about to say something, and then her, her resolve kind of steals. And she says, no, there's, there's nothing else that would be pertinent to the investigation. Will you take the case or not? Max is going to look around the room and take a quick gander at everybody in the group to make sure that we all are in agreement by looking in each, each other's eyes. <laughs> uh, I think the countess, the countess is going to nod, but she's also going to message Max at the same time and let him know she's holding something back from us. Gilly has been, uh, has his back turned to Max and he's been bouncing a rubber ball against the wall. <laughs> so you kind of have to get his attention. He's been listening, though. Or not care about whether or not he thinks you should take the case. (laughs) (laughs) Doran will give a really big enthusiastic thumbs up, not his head enthusiastically. Selene will just do a little nod. Great, because if you guys had decided to, like, nah, we're good. We'll get the next one. (laughs) We're going to Neverwinter. Shortest Dungeons and Dragons podcasts of all time. It would have ended with, like, screams, just yells (laughs) of rage. Uh, So, giving the quick look around the room, Max gets everybody except for Gilly's uh, nod of approval. And he'll look at Odra, say, okay, we'll take your case. But we need, we need your guarantee that we will be protected from any outside interference. And if you do have any information that would help us, please give it to us because we want to help you. So she looks at you <laughs> and she says, 
I've given you all the information pertinent to the investigation, but you wish to be guaranteed safety in Waterdeep. Exactly how long have you been here? Max looks at her and then does the whole like, do you not see that I am a goblin? <laughs> like, look, you're powerful. I'm just looking out for my employees. She says, if the family is able to provide assistance, we will. That's all I want. She says, excellent. What it, and, and pulls kind of a pouch out from within her uh, dire wolf stole and says, excellent. Uh, what is your rate? May I get a sidebar <laughs> with the <with a> countess? <laughs> and uh, I would like to quickly pull the countess aside and say, how much should we charge this lady? Uh, so the countess probably knows some information about how how a wealthier person would deem yes she does know she she the countess's experience is with the sort of middle to upper crust nobility mm -hmm. um the the crime families are relatively new to Waterdeep mm -hmm. and therefore a bit of an aberration um but you do know that oftentimes these criminals will be seen sort of hobnobbing it with nobles in like the very fancy restaurants and clubs and that sort of thing. Is it possible that the Countess might have seen Odra and her husband at some point while she was at the Jade Dancer? That's an excellent question. Roll a, maybe just like a wisdom. General wisdom, sure. Just a general wisdom. Yeah, because recollection isn't a skill. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 23. Cat, if it's 23. It's 23. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. You're going to have to start nerfing our roles. I know. <laughs> I know. This is. Huh, um, that's weird. All the DCs are 25 now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, okay, so you you can recall seeing a very large Luskin man in the Jade Dancer um, sort of spending money gleefully, for lack of a better term. But you have never seen Odra uh, in the Jade Dancer. Okay. so I think Or what the, anywhere else, for that matter. Sure. With a 23, you know that. So I think what the Countess would suggest um, to Max is charging something that she would feel comfortable charging lower-end nobility. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe like 10% lower than that because she doesn't put them on, on the same par, but she knows that they're, they're moneyed and maybe suggests that they're giving, they're giving her like a, a discount for her grief. It's the discount gentry rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Max is going to look Odra and uh, try to read her as he says, <clears throat> so for a case of this notoriety, and this danger, uh, we're going to need 50 gold pieces per day, plus expenses, and uh, 2,000 gold upon completion. She nods. She says, that sounds fair. Uh, and she leaves you with 250 gold pieces up front uh, as a retainer uh, to put you on the case. And where shall we find you? The Countess says. She tells you that they have a manor in the North Ward uh, close to the border of the City of the Dead. 
and you'll recognize it as it is the only Luskin Manor in the city. Uh, Gilly, would you show this fine lady out? Yeah, yeah, I can I can show you out. Uh, hey, uh, miss, can I ask you a quick question, though, before, you know, uh, you leave our premises? She looks at you uh, distastefully, but gives you a curt nod. Oh, good. Thanks a lot. Um, so, um, hey, uh, I noticed that you, 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 you look like you work out a lot. Um, you've been, which gym you've been hitting? She tells you that her muscles and her physique were forged on the prow of a Luskin ship. <laughs> and then she turns around and she looks at Max and says, if there will be nothing else, and she leaves the offices. Max said, waves politely, weighs the gold in his hands. It's like, <laughs> yes, salivating. <laughs> we can eat well tonight. <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice little, uh, you know, bounty we got there, Max. Jordan will say, let's get some meat pies. <laughs> I'm going to pass on the meat pies this round. <laughs> <laughs> Max is going to go through his notes and uh, see if there's anything that we are obviously missing. Gruck and Axe Haft, head of the Luskin crime fam. They're a family of smugglers, but honor among thieves. They don't steal here in Waterdeep. Yeah, as far as crime families are concerned, the Luskins are uh, probably the nicest, uh, which isn't saying a lot, but they do seem to be more focused on honor than power, uh, and as a result are a lot less likely to murder a bunch of people dis indiscriminately. Got it. So, um, which direction should we go first? Murderer or the murder location? I should like to um, look at the Jade Dancer again. I'm always up for another trip. We could always, you know, split up. God damn it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is, a, this is a, a, an atypical Dungeons and Dragons type of game, so I figured That's splitting true. up the party really helps us move things along. Well, we could always investigate the buildings that were burned down and see if there's a connection. How close are the buildings that burn down to the ne the north ward near the City of the Dead? Uh, not close at all. Um, the buildings that have been burned were uh, in the southern ward and primarily at the southern part of the southern ward. Okay. Um, the Jade Dancer is kind of in the northern part of the southern ward, close to the north ward and the castle ward, which is why the nobles kind of go there, because it's sort of in the ghetto, but not like deep in the ghetto. Mm. I wonder if we should research the proximity of the burned buildings to the Luskin crime family's holdings and uh, areas of operation here in the Southern Ward. Yeah, but before we do that, Gilly, do you know who wrote the story on those fires? Well, I'm sure I do. Uh, I'm sure I know the person that wrote the story, right? Uh, yeah, it's actually like a handful of different reporters um right. so the yeah the water deep under press uh has a lot of different reporters that write on different stuff and this is it's not like one story that's sort of been kind of going throughout the summer this is just it's sort of like different instances of arson right and when when celine says to me you know i'm you know do you know who wrote the story and i say well sure i do and i say it's the under press bullpen <laughs> oh, thanks, Gilly. 
All right, let's let's go check out the fires. Wait, who is going with who? Are we splitting up? I like splitting up. Of course you do. <laughs> oh, we're such a great team. Let's uh let's split up boys and girls yeah. with Celine and the Countess going to the club and me, Gillian Doran going to the fires. Okay. You're short and team tall. Wait, uh, which which location do I feel might be? That was pretty good. That is pretty good. There's our um, first T-shirt. Yep, team short, team tall. Which team are you on? Um, so, which location might be um, more dangerous? Um, I mean, we're talking about the the southern ward. Uh, so, danger is it's not gonna be. It's not like one is gonna be more dangerous than the other. Um, the southern portion of the ward does go up against the docks and there can be a little bit more sort of like drunken revelry and that sort of thing happening. The Jade Dancer is typically more prone to things like pickpocketing and that kind of thing because of the nobles that come in uh, to slum it there. Yeah, because Gilly is really good at two things. One is fighting and the other is uh, sort of just kind of reading people, right? Those are his... His thing. So he can be helpful kind of in either place, depending on what he's needed to do. He's not so good at things like investigating. That's what the detectives do. He just wants to go with the ladies. <laughs> I'm good either way. <laughs> if there's going to be a fight in the South Ward, I will be in the fight. I'd have to guess that there'd be more likely to be a fight in the South Ward. Unless the ladies are really going to rock it up at the club. <laughs> I, I think that's probably best for me to go to the South Ward. I think that the jade dancer while you know in the south ward is probably relatively safe from physical accostment great so doran gilly and max are all heading to uh the buildings that have been arsoned and the countess and celine are heading to the jade dancer to investigate there yeah team short team tall <laughs> team short team tall just before we split the group into Team Tall versus Team Short, Max is going to look at Celine and he's going to hold up two silver pieces. He's going to say, so I've got two silver. The Team Short finds clues before Team Tall. All right. But why don't we make it double or nothing, Short Stack? <laughs> uh, all right. You're on. Deal. So by this point, uh, it's sort of later in the evening. Uh, the fires are, are relatively close to the office because the office is in the southern part of the South Ward, too. Um, so the Countess and Celine uh, take their leave and start heading north towards the Jade Dancer. And Doran, Gilly, and Max head west to sort of the border of the Dock District and the South Ward, uh, where some of these fires have been taking place. Uh, so as you arrive, um, you get to an area that is uh, pretty quiet. There's not a lot of activity happening here. Um, it's kind of like a, it's a, a warehouse space similar to where your office is located. Um, this seems to be a pretty popular area where uh, goods that get unloaded from the ship, uh, the ships that come in, are moved here for storage. Uh, but there's also a lot of kind of like the, the fantasy equivalent of tenement housing, um, really poor houses, shops that cater uh, to people with not a lot of resources. And of the, the four buildings 
that have been arsoned. Two of them were uh, houses, uh, small houses that had families living in them. Uh, One of them was a shop that sold uh, food, and one of them uh, was a candle shop. And they're all kind of actually pretty close to each other. You can actually stand on a corner and see three of them with the other one sort of just, you know, around the other block. Gilly remarks to the other two, well, the candle shop couldn't have been too hard to start a fire. Is the candle shop the one that's further away? Uh, no, one of the houses is the one that's further away. So Max is going to suggest that we go knock on doors and see if anybody has seen anything as it relates to Luskin crime family moving goods through this area and anyone lighting fires. Okay. Doran suggests that we get the info on who lived in these houses. Okay, so do you knock on a you knock on a door? Yeah, yeah I'll go knock on a door. Okay. So uh, a woman in an apron, uh, she's got flour all over her hands. She opens the door and she screams, Ah, a goblin! And slams the door in your face and you hear like retreating footsteps pounding down the, the hallway. Max is going to turn and look at Gillian Doran. Uh, you guys want to do this? Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not gonna make a lot of friends. You know, just knocking randomly on houses. But I've got the hat. Doran just points at Gilly. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. Why don't you let me be the one that knocks? You can talk after we get past the screaming. Fair, fair enough. So you're gonna try a different door? No, I'm gonna try the same door. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead. I look. So Gilly looks over at uh, at Max, and he's like, he just kind of, you know, gives him eyes, and then just kind of waves his hand over, you know, hey, go go around the go around the corner there for a minute. Max nods and, and moves. I look at Doran and say, you, you can kind of you can kind of wait on the porch if you want. I'm sure that she's not gonna freak out over you. I'll be here as backup. All right, knock on the door again. Uh, so the same woman opens the door. Uh, after a pause and kind of looks around in both directions and says, is it gone? Yeah, we got rid of that goblin. Don't worry about it. He's uh, he's not going to bother no one no more. Oh, thank goodness. I hate goblins. Why do you hate goblins so much? What have you ever done to you? A goblin murdered my father. Well, but couldn't a human have murdered your father too? I mean, why do you hate all goblins? Just because one goblin, you know, was a bad egg. He coulda, but a goblin did it. All right, well let's th- let's stop talking about goblins now, and let's uh, let's start talking about real th- real things, you know, not just fairy tale creatures and such. Um, <laughs> Dorn will pipe up like fire, <laughs> like fire. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, I noticed that there's uh, some burnt out buildings around here. You know what happened there? Uh, she, she says, yeah, they, they burned down. Yeah. I mean, like more than the burning the down of the building, you know, cause I, I understand they burned down. So what I'm asking is like, do you know anything about, you know, who might've done it or, you know, who was there? Maybe they had some enemies. Did you see anything weird? Let me see here. She says, no, no, I don't know anything about that. Uh, but I would like Doran and Gilly to both roll insight checks. Okay. 
Uh, also, one other thing I'm going to be doing, Gilly's going to be um, uh, kind of like uh, rummaging around in his in his uh, coin pouch uh, and just kind of looking for a coin. Okay. Doran, you want to go first? Doran got a nine. Gilly got a 19. Okay, Gilly, you can understand that you get that um, she she seems a little nervous. Um, you're not sure if, if she's hiding something or if she's just nervous to have, like, people randomly on her doorstep in the, the late evening asking questions about burnt-down houses. Um, but she does seem kind of nervous about something. She says, no, I don't, I don't, I just don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about those fires. Uh, are you sure that maybe, you know... You know, uh, this, uh, this here, uh, crown I have in my pocket might, uh, might not change your mind. I produce, a, uh, let's say a gold coin. She looks at it pretty hungrily and she kind of leans down, like way down because you guys are so short. And she says, all right, I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but someone's been nosing around looking to buy up places, okay? And word has it that old man Jenkins, who owned that candle shop, wasn't going to sell. I don't know about the other places. That might have something to do with what happened to his. Oh, well, all right. That's, that's, you see, that's something. So, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you spent some time talking to me, especially the non-goblin part of our conversation. She says, yeah, yeah, snatches the coin out of your hand and, like, slams the door. Uh, all right, see you later, lady. <laughs> Man, humans, I tell you, they're the worst. Max uh, <laughs> kind of leans from around the corner and, and whispers loudly, Tell her that you're from the Waterdeep Detective Agency. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a card. What right. a nice lady. Always right. be branding. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so okay. So upon that uh, that advice, uh, uh, Gilly knocks on the door again. She opens it like just a crack. Oh, uh, I forgot to tell you, Miss. If you're if you're ever looking for you know anyone for anything you know solve crimes and such, uh, you know you can talk to us. We're from the Waterdeep Detective Agency. Tell him. Tell him Gilly sent you. She looks at you like you might be a little crazy, and she goes. Okay, great. I'll remember that for all of my crime investigating needs. <laughs> and and really very deliberately closes the door again, and you hear the distinct click of a lock. As she closes the door, I tip my cap to her. Great. Max, two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Gilly just smiles back at Max. I did good, right? Absolutely. All right, you can come out now. They, you, they, I'm sure your your terrible goblin visage won't bother her no more. <laughs> I, I, I say that sarcastically, of course. Max has his little notebook. And he says, door number one, baker woman, racist. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a gra- she's a racist, actually, a goblin racist. So. Gracist. But otherwise, she was a pretty nice lady. True. Uh, should we go hit up old man Jenkins? Well, we don't know if he died in the fire or not. Exactly. 
are you sure that Old Man Jenkins isn't the name of like some sort of Scooby Doo villain? Oh, one hundred percent. If we take his sure mask off, it is. yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's that for obvious? It was Old Man Jenkins this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, listeners would be livid if we got to the end of this thing and it was old man Jenkins this whole time. Rut <laughs> row. I thought it was going to be Leroy Jenkins. We don't know his hey, first name. Hey, we don't know his first name. That's, that's exactly it. Jenkins. Oh my God, he just ran in. Well, one of his other neighbors would have known if he was burned alive. Is there a way that we can do the knocking on doors thing without having to knock on... 30 doors yeah so maybe just like a uh let's do well let's uh let's have a combined all three of you roll an investigation check 19 for max 19 for max doran what did you get oh 19 is pretty good 16 16 for doran and gilly i'd like to ask if i could use persuasion instead of investigation since we're talking to people yeah absolutely roll a persuasion check I thank you kindly. 20 for Gilly. 20. Great numbers. Yeah, so you're able to learn that um, this mysterious organization that's been buying up property here has been to numerous places and is offering enough that that most of the homeowners are uh, willing to sell. Uh, The fact that this is a very poor neighborhood is pretty conducive to that. But... All four of the owners of the properties that burned down uh, did not want to sell. Uh, They all had either lived in those homes for years uh, or were like cantankerous old assholes that just wouldn't do it. Is old man Jenkins a cantankerous asshole? Yes, he is. Let's talk to him next. Over the course of your canvassing, you learn that while old man Jenkins did not die in the fire... Uh, he immediately agreed to sell the burnt remains of his shop and move back to Tribor to be with his daughter and her family. To Tribor it is. <laughs> that would uh, really please Doran, wouldn't it? A nice little wilderness <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I was doing that for the DM. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it would. If we ever live stream, we should get one of those things that like monitors my heart rate while we play. <laughs> <laughs> and see who see who can get it the highest. <laughs> Is there any way that we can find any of the people who were willing to sell so that we can talk to them? The people that were willing to sell? Yes. Yeah, some of them are still in their houses, so you could talk to one of them. Okay, I would like to try to do that and let uh, Doran and Gilly be the faces be again. The face there. Yeah, so you, you knock on a door and... Kind of like a mid-40s man answers the door. uh, And he's wearing sort of like one of those long, old-timey nightgowns that men used to wear. And he's sort of like, yeah, he's got like the sleeping cap on. And he's got the the little candle and the candle tray and everything. He says, what do you want? It's late. Gilly's actually going to let Max take lead, you know, unless the guy freaks out. Because, I mean... Max is sort of leading the investigation here. Max is going to kind of peek from between the other two. Like, excuse me, sir. I'm Maximilian Murphy. I'm the lead detective of the Waterdeep Detective Agency. Maybe you've heard of us? He goes, oh, yeah. I read an article about you guys. 
You're those water deep dicks. Exactly. We're on a case, and we think that you might be able to help us. He says, oh, oh, cheapers. I, I sure hope I can. We have been under the impression that um, a shadowy agency has been buying up all of the property around here. Can you give us a little information on who might have approached you? Uh, he he kind of scratches his head and he says, yeah, you know, uh, someone did buy my house actually just last week. I don't know who it was, though. Everything was handled through a, a what do you call those? The people that are in the middle and they handle every oh. everything for you. A middleman. A middle goblin. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. So I don't I don't know who did it, but yeah, they gave me. 18,000 gold coins for my kind of crappy little house. Where are you going to go? Anywhere I want. All right. Um, this middle person, could do, do, do you have any contact information? I'm afraid not. Uh, once I agreed to sell, they just uh, brought me a, a note from the Waterdeep Bank uh, that was good for 18,000 gold coins. And... You know, I didn't believe him at first, but we went to the bank, and the bank, you know, said it was all legit. So, yeah, that was it. I, I got my money, and that was the last time I saw him. Um, you don't happen to have that note still, do you? It's just a standard bank note from the... It'd be like a cashier's check. Can I do an inside check to see if he is on the up and up? Yeah, absolutely. It's a nine. That's not super high, but you get the impression that this guy is dumb and, like, just super jazzed to be helping you guys. He doesn't get a ton of visitors. Do any of your neighbors sell? Uh, yeah, basically everyone's sold. I mean, with those prices, like, who's not gonna? All right, well, thank you for your help, sir. Uh, Dorn, Gilly, any other questions before we let this man go back to bed? I think he covered it nicely, Gilly says to you. Kind of smiles in your direction. I'd watch my back, friend. You never know what's going to happen when someone gives you that much money, Dorn will say. He blinks sleepily, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. All right, well, hey, thanks for your assistance on this crack case with the Waterdeep Detective Agency. He goes, you got it, dicks, <laughs> and then closes the door. <laughs> I look at the two of you, and I'm like, Gilly's like, I, I, I think we have our first fan? I don't know. <laughs> I think he just liked saying dicks. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna take his eighteen thousand gold and start the water deep dicks fan club. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what we know. The shadowy group is buying up all the property. They're paying ridiculous amounts of gold. But we're nowhere near knowing who they are or what they want. Any ideas on where we should go next? Where will they go next? You'll have to tune into episode two to find out. Before we bid adieu, I'd like to thank Tabletop Audio for their cool sounds, our producer Travis for his hard work making this sound good, and all of you for tuning in to yet another Dungeons & Dragons podcast. With that said, if you'll let us, we'll talk at you again next week. Next time on Adventure They Wrote. Yeah, but you gotta stop, though. You've been asking too many questions. Oh, we're just two ladies out on the town. Enough of this, my dear. 
we are quite dangerous if pressed. And she is going to cast Command and command him to grovel. The Adventure They Wrote podcast is copyright 2018 AdventureTheyWrote.com and is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 4.0 International License. That means that you can share it, and we really encourage that, but you can't make any changes to it, and you're not allowed to charge for it. If you have any questions, visit creativecommons.org.